Hello, my friends. This is April 8, and I welcome you to my Songs and Stories podcast. Take a second today to subscribe, and you'll never miss another story. Today's episode is called Sander and the Lost Giant. It's episode 20. Can you believe it? Now, I like to start out all of my stories with a special little song that goes like this. Oh, ye time-bound travelers, lay down your cares and rest your bones, and I'll tell you a fairy tale that I have come to know. And now it's time for our story. Episode 20, Sander and the Lost Giant. Now just outside the snow-covered village that sits just below the foothills of the mountains of way over there sits a woods. It's a forest, really. It's vast and ancient and filled full, it is, with wild things, both flora and fauna. Oh, That just means both plants and animals. Now, within that tall, piney forest, if you follow the snowy footprints that lead from a lovely little cottage just on the corner of yesterday and tomorrow, you'll find a boy, a boy named Sander. And he, he's followed by his dog, Roxy. Oh, wait, no, that's my dog, yes, That's right. My dog's name is Roxy, but Sander's dog is named Birdie. Isn't that a funny name for a dog? Now, you might ask me, why would a dog be named Birdie? Well, that is not a bad question. Birds sing, dogs bark, you might say. And my answer would be this. If you could see Sander's dog, perhaps it would make a little more sense why her name is Birdie. But you'll have to use your imagination instead. So imagine this little Birdie as a small, nervous dog with not a lot of fur. (laughs) She's scrappy and she's snuggly and she's so adorable. Now don't worry about her being too cold out in the snow because she doesn't have very much fur. Oh no, because Sander has a very nice sweater for her to wear when she gets chilly. And he even has little boots too, one for each paw. Can you imagine? So, a not very fluffy, nervous little gray and white dog with boots and a sweater. Yes, you can see her now, can't you? Well, that's her. That's Birdie. Birdie is not a very big dog, but she is a good dog. And Sander loves her. Now, where were we? Oh, yes. Okay. In the forest just outside the snow-covered village in the foothills of the mountains of way over there, there's a boy named Sander, and he's followed by his dog, Birdie, through the woods. So Birdie goes first to clear the way for her Sander, and she always goes like this. The clouds overhead had been snowing all morning, and the snowflake fairies' voices could be heard calling, Come out and play! Sander had heard their calls from the window of Grammy's house as he'd watched them fall 
giggling and laughing, doing somersaults and backflips and sparkling, you know, like they do. And he asked his sister Arwen, please, to come out into the snow with him. But she just shook her head and murmured something indiscernible because she was far too busy reading her favorite book, The Secret Garden, to even look up at him. (laughs) And his little sister Sage, well, she was helping Grammy bake bread. It was her favorite thing to do. And Sage was really a little too little to play in the wilds of the forest without an adult around anyway. And so Sander finally decided to go out on his own with Bertie as his guide, out into the glittering wonder of snow to see what the world looked like under this fresh blanket of delight. Now don't be going too far into the forest, Mr. Sander. You leave that for the giants, Grammy had laughed as he headed out the door. She didn't think he'd get into too much trouble. All the bears were still hibernating. Santa promised he'd be back before lunch, and he set out into the white wilderness with his dog. He was still humming the song that Grammy had sung the night before. The air was brisk, but not too cold. There was the whispering sound of the falling snow and a few birds warning their friends that a stranger was passing. Sander followed Bertie through the snow, but he stopped for a moment to let the freshly falling flakes land on his warm tongue. Mmm, they were the perfect flavor of cold. Hmm? He closed his eyes in enjoyment as they melted into his mouth and trickled down his throat. The boy and his dog wandered through the woods for a long, long while, looking at the icicles pouring out of the little waterfall that came out of the hillsides and along the streams. They knocked the snow off a big rock ledge, and they built a tiny snow dog that made Birdie bark. Bark, bark, bark! And then they tried out a whole bunch of different ways to walk that would leave new, funny tracks in the snow. And they had a whole conversation about what they might do if they met a bear, but they didn't think that they would. And then, since he was wearing his snow pants, Sander found a nice patch of unmarked snow, and he threw himself down on the ground, and he made a beautiful snow angel. Bertie ran all around him, barking as he waved his arms and his legs to make snowy wings in an angel gown. And when he stood up to have a look at his creation, he laughed to see that... Thanks to Bertie's boot prints, it looked like his angel had snowflakes falling all around him. In the clearing nearby, Sander found moose tracks and deer tracks, squirrel and fox tracks, bird tracks, and bunny tracks. Now there were Sander tracks and Bertie tracks, too. And as he got near to one of the mountain ponds, he honestly thought he saw a floppy-eared bunny with a smaller bunny riding on her back. There was a little flash of silver, too, like the blades of ice skates, but Sander was certain he must be imagining things. Everybody knows that bunnies do not ice skate. The sun was higher in the sky now, and the sunbeams were flashing and playing with the icicles in the tall trees. It was all so beautiful. Sander's stomach gave a little grumble. Hmm, 
It was probably around lunchtime, and that bread that Grammy and Sage had been baking would be coming out of the oven right about now. Oh, now, which way did he go from here? Hmm. Sander was a little deeper into the forest than he'd really meant to go. His footprints were over here, but then again, they were over there, too, and uh, the snow was still falling, and it was filling up all the footprints and, and making them disappear. Everything looked the same under that fresh blanket of snow, and he had not really been paying much attention to where he was going for a while. Sanders stopped to take a minute, and he leaned up against a giant oak tree with gnarled bark and long branches all covered in deep snow. He needed to catch his breath and make a plan. Bertie was sniffing all around the bottom of the tree, suspiciously. Bertie, calm down. Everything's okay. Don't you worry. I'll get us back home. And suddenly, a voice said, Ouch! (laughs) What was that? Sander looked around. He didn't see anyone. Bertie barked. Bark, bark, bark! Sander leaned back against the tree again. Ouch! Came the voice again. (gasps) Bertie barked again. Bark, bark, bark! Bark, bark, bark! Sander stood up straight. Um, hello? He called out suspiciously. Where are you? I'm right here. Sander looked around, but he he still didn't see anyone. Uh, Right here. You're standing on my foot. Ouch! Sander stepped away from the tree. No one was there. Oh, thanks. That's better. What? Sander asked. Thank you for stepping off my foot. That really hurt. Sander was startled into the realization that it was the tree he was leaning against who was talking to him. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't know it hurt trees to lean against them. I won't do it again. Well, hello. Nice to meet you, said the tree, waving his branches at Sander. The snow from the branches fell all around Sander, and a big old lump of snow landed right on the top of his head. (laughs) Sander wiped the snow out of his eyes, and the tree said, Oh, sorry about that. Well, uh, trees don't mind if you lean on them as as far as I know, but I'm not a tree. Oh, oh, golly, did you think I was a tree? That's so funny. Wait till I tell my mom about that. She's going to get such a chuckle. Bark, bark, bark! Bertie was running in circles all around Sander, barking with all her little doggy might at the tree. Bark, bark, bark! Calm down, wee dog. I won't hurt you. No. Uh, I'm sorry. I-, I beg your pardon for standing on your foot. And uh, also, I, I guess uh, I'm sorry for thinking you were a tree. Sander was very confused. If he wasn't talking to a tree, then... So, um, what are you then, if I may ask? 
Oh, well, I'm a giant, of course. Uh, oh, of course, I'm, I'm the smallest giant in my whole giant clan. But, but still, I am a giant. I'm, I'm just a little giant. <laughs> my name is Elethan. It's nice to meet you. Hi, Elethan. Um, I'm Sander, and this is my dog, Bertie. Say hello, Bertie. Bark, 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 said Bertie. Sander squinted up to get a better look at the giant. Look, here are my eyes, Elethan said, winking his eyes. Oh, well, they look just like gnarly knots in a tree. And now that Sander saw that they were eyes, they were unmistakable. And this is my mouth right here, said the giant, wiggling his mouth. Aha! Sander had thought that was a squirrel's nest, but now he could see. It really was obvious. This was a giant and not a tree. And what looked like small branches right by his mouth were tusks like an elephant. Oh, wow. Sander knew he was supposed to be afraid of giants, but he thought for a second and he realized that he didn't feel afraid. Instead, he felt excited and curious. Hey, uh, Elethan, you are all covered in snow. H- have you been here a while? asked Sander. Well, yes. Uh, I'm a little lost, actually. Well, gosh, how long have you been lost? asked Sander. He was wondering if he himself was lost, too. He was truly all turned around. Oh, just a few days, you know. A few days seemed like a really long time to be lost to Sander. Oh, wow. Won't your uh, giant mom uh, be worried about you? Asked Sander. Sander thought about Grammy, and he realized that she would be starting to worry about him, too. Well, I I think so. I got my foot caught here. I can't seem to get myself loose. And I, I'm hoping my parents will come to look for me. Of course, I don't know how they'll find me. Uh, I was just wandering around, enjoying the snow, and then I got stuck. Here, I can't move my foot. I can't get my leg out of this. I don't know what it is, but now I'm all turned around and I'm stuck and I'm not so sure I can find my way back. Yeah, me too, said Sander. Wait, are you lost too? said the tree giant. Well, I, I thought I could follow my tracks back, but the, the snows covered them and everything, and um, so I'm sure I'll find my way back. It'll be okay. Anyway, maybe Bertie and I could help you get unstuck. Um, then you can get yourself home. Where do you live? Oh, I live at the foot of the tallest mountain of the way over there's. The one where the snow never melts. <gasps> I can't see it from here, though. I don't know which way to go. Do you know where that mountain is? Oh, I know that mountain. Yeah, you can see it out Grammy's window. It's just, uh... Sander looked around, but he couldn't see the top of the mountain from here. 
He could see different mountains, but not Grammy's mountain. Out your Grammy's window? Hmm, you have such short legs, so I must not be too far away then. That's good news. Yeah, that's true. That is good news. Neither of us are too far away from our homes. I like that idea. Now, how are you stuck? Maybe Birdie and I can get you out. Right there. It's my left foot. It's caught on something and I I can't move. Sander looked around for a left foot. Hmm. He found what looked like a big mass of roots on the left side of the giant's big trunk-like body. Oh, Sander could see the problem. There was a big snag of a bristly thorn and brambles that had gotten all caught up in the giant's dense moss that was scattered across his root-like feet. They knit themselves across the foot so well that the more the giant moved, the more stuck he got. Hang on, I just gotta get out my pocket knife. Bertie dug out the snow all around to give Sander a clear workspace. And carefully, Sander cut the thorns and the brambles away from the root-like foot of the giant. It wasn't too long before the giant was free again. And now, where was he going? Well, how about that? I can move my foot again. That's a big relief. Thank you, Sander and Birdie. Well, you're welcome, Elethan. I'm so glad we could help you. Sander, I have an idea. Why don't you climb up to my tallest branches and see if you can see your Grammy's house or my mountain? Either way, we know where we were going. Do you want to give it a try? Oh, yes, I'd be happy to, said Sander. Are you sure you don't mind? Oh, come on, up you go, said Elephant. And he reached out and he swung Sander into his high branches. Over the giant's eyes, Sander climbed way, way up. And unlike a tree where the branches get more fragile as you get higher, the giant's branches were firm and solid all the way up. Sander climbed and climbed higher than he had ever been in a tree before. Hey, Birdie, look at me, Sander called out. Bark, 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 Birdie called from the ground. Sander looked out upon the snowy landscape all around him. He could see trees and ponds, birds and sky, but could he see the village or the mountain? Hmm. And just at that moment, it stopped snowing all together for the first time that day, and everything grew clearer. Sander strained his eyes to look farther than they had ever looked before. And just when he thought that he wouldn't be able to find what he wanted to see, he noticed a thin wisp of smoke that must be curling up from a chimney somewhere. Why, it wasn't too far away at all. It was nearby. And Sander realized that it must be Grammy's smoke from Grammy's chimney. His heart leapt with joy. And now that he thought of it, that mountain right over there, that he could just catch a glimpse of the tippity top now that the snow had stopped falling and the air was clear, that must be Elephant, the giant's mountain. 
I see it, Elephant. I see Grammy's house, and I see your mountain. We aren't lost anymore. Oh, Sandor, that's great news, said Elephant. And Birdie said, Bark, bark, bark! And when Sandor and Birdie finally came through the front door of Grammy's cozy house, it was filled with the smell of freshly baked bread. Mmm. Bertie trotted right over to curl up on the rug before the big, warm fire, and immediately she began to snore her little doggy snores. <coughs> that had been a lot of snow for one small dog. <laughs> and everyone else asked, Where have you two been? And Sander didn't know what to tell them. So he just told them the truth. We met a real tree giant named Elephant, and Bertie and I helped him find his way home. Really? said Sage. Really? I even got to climb up onto his highest branches. Uh-huh, said Arwen. <laughs> and Grammy just gave Sander one of her Grammy looks. And then she smiled at him, and she said, Well, now, Mr. Sander, that's an interesting story. Why don't you sit down right here at the table and have a little bowl of star soup and a crust of that fresh bread that Sage and I have been baking, and you can tell me all about it. Okay, Grammy. Well, it all started when I thought I was lost, and I told you not to go too far into that forest. Oh, my goodness, these kids today. I know, Grammy, but... Snip, snap, snout. My tale is all told out. Thank you for listening to the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast. Subscribe today and never miss another story. The best places to follow me and my dog, Roxy, are on Instagram at April 8 Songs and Stories and on Facebook.com at April 8. And of course, on my blog, april8.com. And that eight is always spelled out E-I-G-H-T. And if you and your children are enjoying these tales, please share the April 8 Songs and Stories podcast with your friends and family and take a minute to write a review to help other parents find these stories for their own children. And if anybody out there has a good recipe for star soup, let me know on Facebook or Instagram. I'd love to hear what your recipe is. And thank you also for listening. I'm so excited to be on my 20th episode. Thanks for celebrating with me. It's so exciting to have wonderfuls all over the whole world listening to the stories that I create. Oh, can't even tell you how much I love that. So come say hi to me on Facebook or Instagram or on my blog. It would really be a treat for me. Until we meet again, remember, I love you and you are wonderful just as you are right now. La, la, la.